TheItSpot.com. What's the point of wearing an apron if you have to wear pants? You're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Thanks for making a drink. You're welcome. Thanks for being you. Thank you for being a friend. You make every day a special day. Just by being you. <laughs> la 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 Here we are again. We're back. And tonight you will be drinking <laughs> I, to make up for I am. last I sh- time and last episode. I shouldn't be, but I am. Yes, you should be. Why shouldn't you be? Because I'm sort of hungover. That's the perfect reason to drink. It's a circle. It's the, it's the circle of it's life. the circle of life. Yeah. Yes. That is the true circle of life. The best way to cure a hangover is to get drunk again. And everybody who knows anything knows that. The best and way the to cure end. a hangover is to never have one. Exactly. Never stop long enough to feel it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't come down. <laughs> don't come down. Just ride it all the way. <laughs> It's true, though. When I have a hangover, and it doesn't happen very often because I usually preempt it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of proactive measures. Yes. Um, preventative. This I know. Yeah. But when I have one, the, the only way to fix it is, is a drink. What's next? <laughs> what else is new? I watched Kick-Ass again. Good. Yay. Did, did you buy it? It was bought for me. Oh, aren't you lucky? You're so spoiled. I love that movie. It's an amazing movie. Wow, this beer is going down way too fast. We mm. just opened it. I also saw uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world or against the world or whatever. It sounds like the same movie. <laughs> well, they're both comic books. Oh. And that was really Oh, good. is that with the little boy from Brampton who's in yes, all the movies? Michael Sarah. Yes. yes. He's one of our people. That's that, right. And that little boy is doing quite well for himself, mm-hmm. I have to say. The movie was shot and takes place in Toronto. It's it's so bizarre. Deadpan, bland, little, common-looking, pasty white boy <laughs> from Brampton. And he's all <laughs> over the friggin' place. It's funny. Playing a bland... How do you think he broke into fame? I don't know. I'd like to know his story. He's quite likable, though. He's, he's hard to dislike. He's, he's got a friendly face. But, yeah, but he's the kind of boy that I think I've probably played, you know, hours and hours of Warcraft with and shit, oh, yeah. you know? He's like a friend's little brother or cousin. You've, you've probably played against him, you just don't probably. know. Probably. Maybe he's in my guild. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his Warcraft name probably isn't Michael Sarah. You think? But someone else probably has that name. <laughs> Anyway, well, I'm happy for him. I have no ill will. I just, I, I'm just very, very curious about who decided this boy must be a star. I can't see his Brampton parents like hauling his ass to Hollywood. Oh well, he, he was in arrested. To auditions. To, arrested to well, I know, but that had to start somewhere. He didn't just. Maybe he was discovered working at a Starbucks or something. Oh, probably. That's where all and the big was, celebrities are discovered. It was his witty. Uh, deadpan uh, Mm. sarcastic remarks I have three words for you CeeLo Green 
This song. CeeLo Green. This song has been in my head on constant loop for four days straight. It's called Fuck You. And it is so fucking good that I can't stop listening to it. I I saw actually. Oh, it's okay. wonderful. You know what? I saw it. It was on the news today. You serious? Yeah. You kidding me? It's like a huge internet phenomena. Well, I, I haven't well, heard it, of it. Well, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. The lyrics are great, and it's got that old school scratchy sounds like it was recorded. It it just it feels like you found a forty five that was never allowed to be played. It's so good. It's so good. It's my new favorite song. Uh, I heard that there's now a radio-friendly version called Forget You. Oh, good Lord. Nobody needs that. It was so popular, I think, that they re-recorded the lyrics. Nobody needs it. Nobody needs it. That's like what they did to I'm in Miami, bitch. Which didn't make any sense. I'm in Miami trick. (laughs) Like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, That's a weird one. That's what they changed it to. Could they not think of something better? Who came up with that? It doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it doesn't. You don't call people trick. I guess unless they're your John. (laughs) That's a, yeah. You call a John a trick. I'm in Miami, female dog. (laughs) I like it. That's what they should have changed it to. I'm in Miami, female dog. (laughs) It it wouldn't have fit very well, but yeah, I would have preferred it (laughs) over trick. Yes, so Fuck You is my new favorite song. By the time this airs, it'll probably be old news and I'll be tired of it, but at the moment, I can't stop playing it and I can't stop listening to it. And you have to listen to it really loud and it's really good in a car, driving really fast, and it's so good. And I can't wait to dance to it. I have to start sending it to some DJs so I can dance to it soon. Although if it's all over the fucking internet and news and stuff, as you say, then I won't have to take charge of that. I'm sure it's already becoming a club standard. Well, I'm not a club goer, as you know, so I may still have to... You'll have to find out who has it on heavy rotation yes. over there. Oh! <clears throat> Pet peeve time. Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> I know, I always wanted a theme song for that. Pet peeve I think pet peeve should be a, a regular segment. And I wish you had more of them. I'm shocked that you don't because you're a cranky codger. <laughs> and you should have a lot of pet peeves. Oh, I just hate everything. Okay. I do. I have tons of You know, them. I've been on a rampage about advertising in general, the, 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 what has happened to commercials. And I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, it's, I used to actually know who the agency of record was for most big Canadian companies. Mm-hmm. So I think now that I'm out of the loop in that respect, it's bothering me and I need to, I'm having trouble figuring out who is responsible, who I should be yelling at. But Maple Leaf, which is an account I used to have, Mm -hmm. has obviously a new agency or someone recently newly responsible for their approach. And um, all except for one ad, and and they all have a common thread and a you know similar wrap up at the end, so you know they're all done by the same agency. Right. They're okay. There's nothing wrong with them. They're you know not memorable or whatever. But they have one, and I I know I have a an unusually dirty, dirty, dirty mind, and I have to take this into account. 
Yes. So there might need to be a big grain of salt here, but I'll describe it to you because I know you don't watch as much TV as I do, which is humiliating. And you just tell me if you think I'm overreacting. Okay. Little children shoving giant hot dogs into their mouths in slow motion to foreigners, I want to know what love is. It sounds familiar. I find it disturbing. I... I don't understand... I I can't... The creative approach or what they were thinking. Uh, Well, are they moving them in and out of their mouths? They don't need to. It's in slow-mo to a song that you used to get swatted for dancing too close to. I mean... I I can't say that I got that from And... I want you to show me and these giant fucking bigger than their heads hot dogs in slow motion. That come on. Tell well, me that you don't you're not disturbed by this? Um, you think I'm overreacting. I I want to talk to the person responsible for this ad and find out what the fuck happened. How it came to be on television. And I cannot be the only person who's being totally rubbed the wrong way by this ad. They've they've probably got a bunch of letters. And then there's this creepy butcher humming to the song at the end. It's filthy dirty. (laughs) It's dirty! Does he have pants on? No, because he's behind the counter, so I assume he doesn't. (laughs) Well, he's wearing a butcher's apron, so he's probably pantless (laughs) under that. Because who wouldn't be? (laughs) What's the point of wearing an apron if you have to wear pants? Uh. That's my thinking. Yeah, across the... Uh, but Okay, so... And I know I've bitched about this before, but the poo theme in general in ads, the, the, it's suddenly now... I know I bitched about this a few episodes ago, but I can't let it go right the now. poo theme? It's become apparently socially acceptable for poo to be a, a selling benefit for products. And I, I think I was bitching about oh, yeah, Activia, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. The whole premise of the thing is that it makes you poop. And uh, and uh, also about uh, William Shatner, who you took great offense to, I think. Or maybe that was someone else. It wasn't so was me, like, but oh, I no. would take offense to William Shatner pooping. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, there's, like, he does all brand ads, right? So. Oh, okay. I think we may have talked about it, but I wasn't the originator of that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that his name is Shatner makes it perfect, and I think we probably discussed that. <laughs> but, no, the all brand ads I'm thinking of are the ones where there are just, it's not the Shatner ads, but there are just these miscellaneous people who, People are telling them how good they look, and they have this all-brand symbol superimposed on their stomachs, which basically, basically sh- it says all-brand, but it should say, I just took a big shit, <laughs> because, you know, they're all smiley and happy, and it's like, what have you been doing? You've been working out? And it just says on their belly, I took a big shit. You look good today. I just took a big shit. I just shed five pounds. <laughs> I can't believe this has become... I mean, I get it. Cut to the chase. Just tell people it'll make them poop if that is apparently a selling point for certain folks. <laughs> but the, the one that set this All brand. off... It'll make you take a dump. The one that set this off is the latest batch of Charmin ads. The ones with the cartoon bears. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, I well, hate those ads. Oh, they're awful. They've always been awful, but they've now changed their tagline to basically what amounts to have a really good dump. <laughs> Enjoy the go. How does that become an acceptable advertising tagline? Have a good poop. That's a terrible tagline. It's insane. It's bad enough that that their ads are about whether your bottom can pass inspection. Who's inspecting people's asses for bits of toilet paper left behind? Yeah, I certainly don't remember that from my childhood. You can't pass inspection with little white pieces. Who's inspecting your ass? Come on. And it's these cute little cartoon bears. Like, this Enjoy is totally acceptable. Go. Enjoy the go. And let me take a magnifying glass to your asshole. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Sorry. Okay, that that's the end of pet peeve time for me. Word whore out. I'm upset. I'm very upset. Poop and pedophilic hot dog <laughs> thrusting in slow-mo. <laughs> to foreigner. The trifecta completed by a tampon ad. No, actually, they've improved vastly. Yeah, I've seen the one where. Where it's just wire tampon ads so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. No, those I like. They're actually they're tasteful. Ooh, ooh! I forgot about this one though. Oh, I should feel like riding a horse right now. I know. I really <laughs> want to touch soft, soft stuff, like my kitten. And on the third day, I just really want to dance. <laughs> yeah, like, I like those. There's somebody with a brain came up with that concept. They're well-written. They're not offensive to anyone. They're just frank. I can handle frank, but enjoy the go. And I just took a big shit. Or I look good on the golf course. <laughs> these ads, these ads are just taking everybody poops to a whole new level. Like it should be a discussion around the dinner table. <laughs> Dad, did you have a really good poop today? Who's calling us? <gasps> Someone's calling us. Hello? Hello? Jaquetta? Hello? Jaquetta? Yeah, this is Jaquetta. You're on the air with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Are you <laughs> I thought this was a telemarketer calling me because the Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was programming your number into this crazy magic jack thingy. It must have dialed you by mistake. Oh, no problem. We thought it was a telemarketer. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's worse than a telemarketer. <laughs> it's way worse than a telemarketer. It's air out my shorts. I can barely hear you. I'm actually I'm underneath the subway. I just oh. the train. I call. I'm so sorry because I called and left a rude message. I think I said I was going to report this number to the police or something. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. We can play your rude message at the end of the show. Most definitely. <laughs> it's hilarious. How, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You should tell our listeners about your new podcast. Oh, yeah, I have a new podcast, um, and we just did the first episode. The name of the podcast is Hey, You Know It, and you can find it at heyyouknowit.podbean.com, or you can just type in Hey, You Know It, one word, into Google or whatever search you use. And the uh, first one was called Politics Face No More. 
Um, and of course we talk about politics and then we also talk about the band Faith No More because I guess those two things go together for me somehow. I don't see why not. Yeah, why not? How are you doing? I'm great. Are you in Florida? I am not. I am in Toronto. Oh, um, man, I wish I was in Toronto. Toronto's awesome. You're nowhere near the uh, Jersey Shore right now, are you? Thank goodness, no. No, okay. I wouldn't be caught dead near there, frankly. Oh. I mean, you've, you've seen the TV show. It's not, I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah, I was more Let concerned about the hurricane than the uh, oh, then than the, the people. people. Okay, well, that would be <laughs> the hurricane. It's probably going to do us a service. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually not. I mean, I'm going down to Maryland for the weekend for a Renaissance festival because that's how I roll. Nice. Oh, oh. it's not gonna hit us down there. Coin for the cleavage. <laughs> yes, I'll be drinking lots of mead, uh, and uh, I guess my husband will be having steak on a steak. Woo! <laughs> it's well, interesting. Wonderful. So, thing, of course. How often do you go to Renaissance fairs? Uh, we go every year. It's like a big thing in Maryland. Maryland has a huge like freak contingent because uh, after the Grateful Dead, a bunch of people said it all in Maryland, and there's a lot of theater people there, and there's just a lot of freaky people there, and that, that kind of lends itself to a Renaissance festival. I don't really think of you as a freaky person, though. No, I, I don't look like a freaky person, but on the inside, I am. You're freaky on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> freaky on the inside. And uh, soft and uh, chocolate on the outside. <laughs> soft chocolate shell, freak on the inside. Just like a Kinder surprise. <laughs> I should make a candy like that. I don't know if anyone would buy that chocolate on the outside, freak on the inside. I'd buy Maybe it. Not. I'd totally buy it. How is your husband? Is is he in the car with you? Uh, no, actually, we're actually waiting for the bus. Um, he is doing good. This is a really busy, busy summer for him. Um, he's a criminal lawyer and if you've been following the papers you know crime is crime is up so it's a it's a know. growth industry yeah it is a growth industry and in, in good times there's a lot and in bad times there's uh, even more so and how are things with you gig wise you have anything coming up uh i'm hoping to go out to los angeles in november for a comedy festival and right now i'm just kind of uh retooling a show i did a show out in la this summer called that's funny you didn't sound black on the phone um, which I probably don't sound black right now, but I did the show and it went well, so I'm working on that. And I'm hoping to have some shows coming up uh, around the holiday season. Some Kwanzaa shows, I guess. <laughs> 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 I don't celebrate Kwanzaa, I just like to say it. it um, it's a great word. It is. It's got lots of, it's got like three A's in it. It sounds like a delicious dish. I'll yeah, have... and maybe it goes with the, uh, the chop. Maybe it has like a sauce or something. Yeah, I'd like Kwanzaa. some spicy Kwanzaa. Do you guys have Kwanzaa in Canada? I assume so. We must Canadian have. People. I, think it's a, I think it's like a black American middle class thing. I don't know. If yeah, but we have such so a me. melting pot here that I would assume we have Kwanzaa. We must have Kwanzaa. Yeah. It, Kwanzaa it's not that popular. I mean, it's, it's just it's brand new. You know, like, we kind of just made that one up. Um, and we're trying to run with it. I mean, Hallmark is supporting it, so maybe it'll get exported to you guys, and you know, you can you can add it in with uh, Hanukkah and uh, whatever other holidays, Christmas, I guess. I think I would like to start celebrating Kwanzaa. Maybe I could be the first Canadian Kwanzaa celebrant. Celebrant? We should do that. We should open up Kwanzaa in Canada. Yes. Kind of goes together. Do you get gifts for Kwanzaa? Um, you're not. You're, you're 
supposed to make something for someone or do something for someone, but because this is America, it's quickly turned into you buy something for someone. So it's Christmas with a cooler name. Not, like, we don't really do it. <laughs> it's just Christmas repackaged with a cooler name. Woo. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What was that? That was a bus, and it was sadly, it was not my bus. So I'm giving it the finger. So you're taking the bus to Maryland? No, no, I'm taking the bus home. Oh. I'm on my way home. I'm up in the Bronx right now. I just came from uh, Manhattan. Uh, we're actually renting a car to drive down to Maryland, and hopefully it's going to be a Prius. Tell us about your co-host. What's her story? Oh, my, uh, my the co-host for the show, her name is Katie Casimir, and we met in a screenwriting class a couple years ago and we're just we're like writing partners and we've just decided that hey let's do a podcast together she gets shit done i get shit done so we figured let's get some shit done together and um i don't know we're friends also so i wish my co-host got shit done (laughs) (laughs) did your co-host not do anything he's pretty quiet there's a lot of shit in my life it just doesn't get done He's the beauty and I'm the brains. That's right. He just sit, he just sits <laughs> here and looks pretty. He's kind of a himbo. He just looks nice. Exactly. Window dressing. Exactly. He's window dressing for an audio show. Yeah, I've been able to coast. <laughs> <laughs> he just he sounds nice in the background. He adds room tones. Ambiance. Ambiance, yeah. Do you think you're going to focus on politics for the for the whole podcast, or you're not sure no, yet? No, 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 no. Every po- the, the next podcast we're going to be doing, um, it's coming out September 13th, I think, and it's going to be about the paranormal. Talk about, you know, the Yeti, Ooh. known as Sasquatch, also known as Bigfoot, and then we'll talk about, like, ghosts, and um, I don't know, and maybe we'll make up some supernatural stuff, too. People seem to be obsessed with the supernatural. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. I was worried it was going to be over our listeners' heads if it was all politics, so... No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, if you want, it, we can throw in some urban... Maybe we'll do some urban legends, too. And if people really want it, you know, dick jokes. Yeah, dick jokes good. are important. We we try to keep ours in the toilet. Yeah, because our listeners are dummies. <laughs> maybe I should do... We should do a theme of dick jokes. Well, we just talked about poop. So how'd that come out? Um, <laughs> smoothly, very smoothly. Nice. nice. I like it. Yeah, there's nothing a little, you know, scatology or whatever. There's nothing wrong with scat. I'm down with scat. Nothing wrong with scat. Scoopy you know what the problem is is that people don't talk about it enough you know it's a very serious issue well i mean i think i'm um, i'm starting to feel like i know too much about people's pooping habits well I, yeah I, I guess it could get kind of overwhelming from time to time but i mean it's you know it's a, it's something that happens and i think we need to talk about it every once in a while I'm not against once in a while. It's just it seems to have taken over the uh, the selling uh, premise for a lot of products, and I'm I'm a little disconcerted by that. All these products that make you poop. That's what you're saying. You know, the yogurt that does things to your belly that makes you poop. I, I think people are having a, having a big problem going. Uh, maybe they're trying to address that. Well, certainly it would seem that way according to the commercials. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, maybe it's going to become a problem later for all of us, and they're just going to prepare us for it. 
Um, yeah, but I'm a little upset that Jamie Lee Curtis is, is promoting, you know, a yogurt that helps you take a shit. Exactly. So, I, I like her. I, I love her, too. I'm just not sure I need to know that she has trouble pooping. <laughs> but now you do. And, you know, you're going to have to live with that. Oh, here's my butt. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so say, say the name of your podcast one more time. It's called Hey You Know It, and you can find it at heyyouknowit.podbean.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I yelled at you guys before and called you telemarketers. No problem. <laughs> All right, have a good one. Take Thanks. care. Bye. 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 Ooh, that's the first incoming call ever on the, uh, while we were on the air. That's crazy. That's never happened before. How it's weird a, is that? It's a... I was just programming her number into the thing, and I had no phone plugged into it, so I didn't know it was dialing her, but apparently it was dialing her every minute. <laughs> Fuck. That's a... Oh, I feel awful. So yeah, I can't wait to hear her nasty message. Excellent. Sweet. <laughs> she's wonderful. She's delightful, and she's a very, very funny lady. Actually, she wants to be called Mademoiselle. Mademoiselle. Yeah. What is the Mademoiselle? Where does that fit into the mix of... Mademoiselle's like a miss. So it's younger? I think. yeah. I like it then. I want it too then. Call me Mademoiselle. Is there a short <laughs> form? Because it's a mouthful. I don't think so. I need another beer before we tackle this son of a bitch story. Okay. And I didn't mean to call it a son of a bitch story. It just looks really friggin' long from the thickness of the paper. Oh. You need another drink, too. And yours takes concocting, and you're closer to the kitchen. So just grab me a beer on your way. I don't blow it if I can't get out of the chair. It's too bad you didn't get a chance to listen to Jaquetta's show before we talked to her. Yes. You would have had more context and questions and shit. It's a brand spanking new podcast, and uh, they do only have one episode at the moment that just came out yesterday, I believe. And I was a little annoyed that she started barking at my star-fucking tree. Oh, no. On the very first episode, she just blurts out that she slept with somebody who I am very envious she slept with. And I meant to talk to her about that. Bitch. But it's okay. As long as she name-drops a celebrity she's fucked every episode, then she can maybe keep pace with me. No, they're not. And they don't make you poop. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> not the night of. Oh, all right. We shall read a story. We had a phone call in the wrong order. Coming, coming in the wrong way. Wow. The do not enter, even. She backdoored us. Wow, how many words is this? This is a long one. We've been sent a novel, and we've decided we're so desperate for content, we're going to read it anyway. This is from our good friend, Justa Joe. Justa Joe! Sigh, I submit already. Were we hurting it? <laughs> yeah, so I know this is way too long by more than half. Try as I may, though. I can't get the thing shorter. In fact, every time I go through and edit stuff out, it just seems to get longer. Not a bad problem to no, have. No, it's the opposite of editing. <laughs> if I could write, I'm sure I could fix this. Heck, if I could edit, I might have a, a marketable skill. This intro is clearly an indication that I don't. 
So here's a story written and rewritten, 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 specifically for Air Out My Shorts. Ah, it feels like you really worked hard on it and stuff. <laughs> Any resemblance between the characters in the story and real persons either living or wish dead is strictly a coincidence. And the story is called Makeover by Just a Joe. This guy is a dick thought the short, overweight, balding man as he took another swig from the bottle of Maker's Mark. This was not a phrase that he threw out lightly. After all, being in the business he was in, traveling in the circles he traveled in, every day he came in contact with people whose money or position or both had led them to the belief that their shit didn't stink. Oh, I love tie-ins. <laughs> this guy, though, he really led the pack. Speck, as the pudgy little man liked to call him, was really on a roll now. He paced about the hotel suite, working himself into a lather, just like on his TV show. I wish people could literally work themselves into a lather. That'd be <laughs> so much fun to watch. And convenient. Convenient. If you're cleaning yourself. Oh no, I'm thinking you, you would turn into a lather and then just disintegrate like uh, that's all you'd be you work yourself into a lather it's not like extra lather that you could wash yourself with and still be you you'd be a lather instead oh not <laughs> don't look at me like that sometimes my brain does things I shouldn't say out loud <laughs> only on air Speck didn't have a bottle of vodka in one hand and a smear of white powder on his upper lip Speck's current target was old Bill O. Oh, sure, he quickly buried you, but I mean, come on, your radio. How hard to do was that? The pudgy man took another swig of the whiskey. Whiskey that Speck had repeatedly pointed out was provided because he was the headliner at the event, and he had demanded it. Like everything else in the suite and the suite itself, when he was on the program at one of these fundraisers, he could get that sort of thing. All of this was true, of course, but that didn't stop the pudgy man from wanting to shove the whiskey bottle up this blowhard's ass. He hated to waste good whiskey, though. Don't want to do that. Never. So he just took another big swig. Yep, this asshole was on top of the world, a world that he used to rule. The world had become so screwed up. Sure, Bill O. had pushed him aside, pushed him from the top of the very heap that the pudgy man himself had created. But only because Bill O. was on TV. Bill O. looked the part. Plus, Bill O. was part of a 24-hour, well-funded broadcast propaganda machine that had spared no expense in marketing him. A damned potted plant could have succeeded in that situation. A fern, perhaps. <laughs> Speck, though. This ass white didn't have an ounce of substance to him. His whole shtick was stolen from the televangelists of the 70s and the early 80s. While the pudgy man had garnered his faithful flock through the use of cleverly crafted words and phrasing, propaganda that had been lovingly created with an assertion... Propaganda... Do you have to poop? <laughs> You're wiggling around in your chair. I know, I'm all squirmy. Do we have to talk about your bowel <laughs> movements now? I think I'm a, a little hungover. Uh-oh. 
propaganda that had been lovingly created with an artesian's touch. This handbag simply got in front of the camera and shed crocodile tears while wrapping himself in the flag. That's a sad image. Speck stopped his current diatribe to suck from his vodka bottle. I thought he was drinking whiskey. No, no, the other dude's drinking whiskey. Sorry. Then drew in a deep breath, ready to launch into another verbal assault, all of which was pretty much wasted, as by now everyone else had left the suite. The big stupid C, or Anne Darling, as they called her to her face, I think that might have meant cunt. <laughs> the K word, even. Had so. left the party hours ago. Mingling had never been one of her strong points. The simple act of having to make small talk and being pleasant with strangers requiring more humanity than she actually possessed. What she lacked in people skills, though, she more than made up for in cunning and decisiveness. Cunning always reminds me of cunt. It does. The word cunning, you can't say it or read it or see it without thinking cunt. Most words remind me of cunt. I wonder how it was derived from. They had to have been derived from the same Latin. Mm. Possibly. Shifty cunt. Cunning. Within 20 minutes of arriving in the hospitality suite, she had picked out the congressman she felt could most further her career, separated him from the herd, and drug him off into the night. The pudgy radio host now became aware that Speck was saying something completely indecipherable about the Founding Fathers and what a complete mumbling fool their cohort Bill O was. If there was some connection between the two thoughts, the pudgy little man couldn't make it out. He took another drink from his bottle and looked around the trash suite. At this point, it was just himself, Speck, and Speck's sole remaining escort who was currently too stoned to get up off the couch. Old Bill O himself had slipped out about 40 minutes ago. Ever looking the part of the dignified salesman of state... Holy fuck, what is wrong with me? You have to poop. <laughs> Must be. Do you I'm have just, some activity? I'm just, I just... I can't... Jesus Christ. I would never buy that shit. Are you kidding me? I don't willingly buy things that are going to make me poop. Ever looking the part of the dignified statesman, Bill O had <laughs> diligently pressed the flesh all evening, working the room hard with a sense of authority and importance. That. As the Fox News executive. Oh, sorry, foe. <laughs> I thought it was just a, yeah, you know. <laughs> As the phone whose executives, politicians, and financial donors had departed for other events, Bill O. had ended up sitting with a, with a group of 20-somethings regaling them with tales of his exploits as a TV star. Regaling? What did I say? Regaling. What's regaling? I don't know. <laughs> it's a whole new word. Regaling is um, beguiling and regaling. <laughs> Regaling them with tales of his exploits as a TV star. Eventually, even that group had faded into the night until it was just below and a muscular young lad with perfect hair. When Speck had gotten coked up enough to launch into his act, Bill O had grabbed a bottle of scotch and slipped out with his newly made 
friend. And now, now it was just himself, Speck, and Speck's equally coked out hooker. The pudgy little man took another swig from his correction from Speck's bottle of whiskey and watched as the self-appointed messiah grabbed the barely conscious hooker by the hair and jerked her head back so he could speak into her face. Only I seem to notice. Only I seem to see what is coming. I weep. Speck choked back tears and continued in a softer voice. I weep for this country's founding fathers and all of those who have died for it so that liberty and justice can self-evident. Are you channeling Christopher Walken? <laughs> the hooker's eyelids barely fluttered and Speck let go of her hair, allowing her head to flop back onto her chest. You see, old man? Speck turned his attention back to the pudgy man. You see, that's how it's done. You, sir, have just got to get with it. You have to change with the times. You must reinvent yourself or go the way of the other dinosaurs. Speck snorted heartily through his powdered, very numb nose and raised the vodka bottle to his lips for a long swig. The pudgy little man was seething now, and for a moment, he considered how satisfying it would be to head but this to headbutt this pissy ant in the face. Headbutt! Okay, but, but that's a, yeah, and it should have two T's. Oh. Headbutt right, yeah. would have two T's. Okay. The pudgy little man was seething now, and for a moment he considered how satisfying it would be to headbutt this piss ant in the face. You can't headbutt somewhere else. Some somebody elsewhere than the face. If it's that, if you do, then it's not a headbutt. It's like head to something else. I guess you could headbutt butt your is head. The action you could headbutt someone. You in could the headbutt shoulder. somebody in the butt. Yes, that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna headbutt you in the ass. <laughs> That'd be some serious fighting. Instead, he took another drag on his own bottle of whiskey and thought, Keep it up, laughing boy, just keep it up. As if reading his thoughts, Speck began a tirade anew, telling this pudgy little radio host what a waste he was, how he was siphoning off potential viewers from real talent like himself, and how he was stealing, yes, stealing, advertising money from real American conservative voices like his with so much more to say. Things about things other than people pooping. I added that. Then Speck closed the distance between the two, and poking a finger in the pudgy man's chest, he began insisting in a drunken slur. You, sir, are an embarrassment to us all, and it's time for you to go away. The pudgy man realized that this pious asshole was right. It was time for the old him to go away. He spun around and quickly walked to the door of the suite. Hey, where are you going? Speck called after him in annoyance. I'm not done talking to you. You don't walk away from me. Not from me. The pudgy little man reached the door and jerked it open, startling the lone, lone, young security guard who had been posted outside. Here, 
he said, thrusting the whiskey bottle out to the guard. Startled by the sudden appearance of the balding radio star, the guard reached for the bottle with both hands, and as he took it, the pudgy man's left hand shot inside the guard's coat and snatched his pistol from its holster. Holster. Thanks, said the pudgy little man as he spun back around, shutting and deadbolting the door behind him. All of this had taken less than six seconds. Speck hadn't even stopped talking. That is, he hadn't stopped talking until the little fat man turned around and pointed the gun at him. Do you think the little fat man's the same as the little pudgy man? At that point, Speck did stop talking and began uncontrollably laughing. What? What do you think you're doing with that? Speck managed to choke out through fits of laughter. You weren't laughing when you said that at all. Get into character, old (laughs) chum. The pudgy little man was advancing towards Speck. I have taken your advice. I'm reinventing myself, he said. And he squeezed the trigger twice in rapid succession. Speck's laughter ended abruptly in an overwhelming violence of smoke and flame that slammed Speck backward onto the couch next to his hooker. Clutching at the mass of dark red that was spreading over his chest, Speck looked up at the pudgy man now standing directly in front of him. Speck's seemingly permanent smirk had been replaced with a look of disbelief. However, the pudgy little man pointed the gun at the center of Speck's face and pulled the trigger once more, erasing even that. The sound of the large-caliber weapon had provided the necessary adrenaline to rouse the semi-conscious hooker, who had leapt to her feet and was now screaming at the top of her lungs. Here, said the pudgy little man, and thrust the gun into her chest. Stoned and now stunned beyond all reason, she grabbed the gun as a loud, splintering sound from behind the pudgy man announced the arrival of the security detail. The fading star turned the sound. What? Turned toward the sound. The fading star turned toward the sound, giving the guards a clear view of the mess that used to be speck, and a hooker holding a gun. Instantly, the pudgy little man screamed, Stop her! and threw himself at the addled hooker. Tackling her and knocking them both to the floor. I'm very salivatory at the moment. I don't know what's causing it. I know salivatory is not a word. I'm producing too much saliva, and there should be a word for it. He then reached between them for the gun, found the trigger, and as the guards were on them, he pulled the trigger one final time. Postlude. And so on that day, a has-been radio show host did reinvent himself. Tales of how he had single-handedly taken out a crazed feminist after she had shot him and then killed his best friend had propelled the little man to the top of the charts. Top of the charts! The talk shows couldn't get enough of him and his newly developed crocodile tears. Faux News gave him Speck's old show, a show he didn't need for long as he used all of the airtime to successfully mount his bed for the U.S. Senate. Are you sure he didn't want it to be pronounced Fox? I know it is faux, but I think he meant to 
to re... Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know that I would read that as faux, except for the news part. Well. And then, a run for the White House itself. That, though, is a tale for another 800 words. Or less. (laughs) And that was... Makeover. By Just a Joe. You might remember Just a Joe from such former Air Out My Shirts episodes as a Christmas song that he sang and probably other stuff. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. All kinds of other stuff. Also, Just a Joe, I believe, was the dude who chose to, because we were so desperate for call-in phone calls, just go to the forum and read it aloud over the phone, (laughs) which I found rather unsettling and disturbing on many (laughs) levels. I can't believe we used it. I don't even remember that. It was just last episode, dude. Oh. He just read a whole (laughs) forum string. Because we've been crying that we need more Oh, I guess phone I should calls. listen to that episode. I didn't listen to it. You never listen <laughs> to anything. You should, I don't know, you should just participate. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this sucker up. It's been a long one. A long story. Thank you, Jester Joe. You did totally break the rules, and we're not encouraging that, and we shouldn't condone it. Please send your stories. That was a good story. 800 words or less to shorts at theitspot.com. That's shorts at theitspot.com. Visit our website at www.airoutmyshorts.com just to add further confusion to everybody's lives. Mm. Play with the plot plunger. Play with it. It's fun. Go to Cafe Press at cafepress.com slash airoutmyshorts and buy some stuff. Yeah, and call our cardio almond line. <laughs> At 305-76-SHOWS. That's our Arcadio Amen line at 305-76-SHOWS. As in, shows me your... Shatner. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the word whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Yeah, hi. I don't know who this is, um, but I'm going to report your number because I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be calling me. Thank you. Shifty cunt. This show is a member of the Pod Riot Network. Let the riot begin.